is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and I'm back talking about motivation. Um, I told a small lie yesterday, so I said this would be a two-part series. It's actually going to be a couple different parts because I've gotten a lot of good feedback about motivation and people feeling like, man, you know, I had these really high hopes for January and I didn't get those things done. And so they're looking for some help with motivation um, as we end January and move into February, which is great. I love talking about motivation. It's a great topic. So I'm going to get to this worksheet in a second, but I I touched on this yesterday and I want to hit it again today. A big reason why a lot of you are struggling with motivation or getting yourself to do the thing is that you it's 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 too big in your head or you're you're thinking about this outcome that you want and that outcome feels very overwhelming because it feels so far away in the future it just feels so big and huge it feels like that is so perfect and it's just overwhelming right and that overwhelm and thinking about it, this thing that you want, you know, this big grand thing, that overwhelm is keeping you stuck. It's keeping you right where you are. So this is hard for adults because it's it's like a lot of a lot of learning as an adult. Um, and when we're like changing our lives, it's not it's not necessarily the knowledge. Like everyone knows how to eat healthy, but it's like how do we actually do that? Like everyone knows to eat a vegetable and drink water. Like we know those things, but how do we actually implement those things in the moment. Um, so again, it's not a knowledge thing, but it's like an implementation thing. And so, so yeah, we're, we're jumping. And so, uh, if you are a teacher, you're familiar with zone of proximal development, but I have three circles and in the middle circle is what a learner or person, an adult can do on their own. This is their comfort zone. So right where you are right now, the things that you're able to do right now, that is your comfort zone. A little outside of your comfort zone is your zone of proximal development. This is what you can do when you have a little bit of assistance. The assistance or the guidance might be with a coach. It might be with a personal trainer. It might be um, with a therapist. It might be with an alarm clock. It might be with a worksheet. But it's what you can do with just a little bit of guidance. And then outside of that circle is what you cannot do yet. Even if someone were to try to help you with this, that is your panic zone. And here's where people get stuck. They're here in the middle, in their comfort zone. And then they hear a TED talk and they get really excited and they want to make this giant leap to way outside of their comfort zone because the motivational speaker said, go outside your comfort zone, go do this big grand thing. But here's the thing. All of us can go and do that big grand thing, but we, um, we muster up this excitement and this energy to go do that big grand thing, that giant overhaul. And you're able to do it once. And then you're like, oh shoot, I have to be in my body and in my house and in my head every day. How am I going to work up all of this excitement? How am I going to pump myself up? And that that's the problem. You shouldn't, when you are taking on something new, when you are trying to change your life, you're taking on a new habit, you actually shouldn't have to pump yourself up. That's good. That's your, you're not going to be able to do it for the rest of your life or every day like that. So what we really want to do is just make this gradual, this gradual short little um, step outside of your comfort zone. And then that expands what you're actually able to do. You don't need to pump yourself up. So I want to give a tangible example of what I'm talking about. 
So um, one of my clients, Hannah, um, we were working together this summer and, you know, like, obviously, obviously things have not been great and wonderful. Hannah was working from home and it was just kind of like, oh, like life just keeps dragging on. And we were talking about different things, like different hobbies, different things that she could do outside of work um, and outside of working out. Like we didn't want it to be a chore. We wanted her to be able to find some like pleasure, some like satisfaction in a hobby. And the hobby, we like nothing, nothing to do with metrics, no like timing yourself or measuring success by anything. Um, and one of the things that, you know, she had talked about this a lot, but like her interest in like um, vegetables, um, in growing vegetables. It was funny. I, I told her, I was like, oh, I got these new squash. And her head immediately went to like growing squash. But my head is like eating squash. But that's like, that's just who she is. And I was like, you really need to pick up on this. Like, you, you like growing things. Why aren't you doing that? And it just, at that time, growing something, having a garden felt really overwhelming. She had had one in the past. She had not attempted it again because it was, it didn't work out how she wanted it to. Um, and she had all of these, like, oh, I need to get like the organic seeds and the organic soil and all of these different things. And so she didn't have like an easy plan to start this thing. So I was like, Hey, what if you just did one thing, like literally just one thing and it's, it can be imperfect. It can be some imperfect action, but you need to just like do one thing and get a rep in and like go from right here in the middle to where you're at your comfort zone. Just do one tiny little step outside of your comfort zone. And so this summer she started with, I think she just like had a pot and some, some leftover seeds and some non-organic soil. And she just planted the seeds and it was fine. And then a few weeks later, she started, um, she was like, hey, um, I actually can go to the store and get some stuff. And she started growing an herb garden. So started with one imperfect pot with not the soil that she wanted, just some leftover soil, leftover seeds. Her uh, garden grew to an herb garden with several different pots. And then a few weeks later, she, or a few months, I'm not sure, uh, she got a, a tower thingy so that she could grow herbs and kale and lettuce and all these wonderful things. Um, but it started with that one imperfect pot. But had I said to her, like, Hannah, you need to grow, you know, you need to be a farmer. You need to have all of this stuff. That would have been her panic zone. Like, oh my gosh, there's so many steps. This is so overwhelming. There's so many, so many different options, right? It literally, her becoming an urban farmer, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that was the, the identity. Her becoming that person started with this one little pot with crap she already had around the house. So I just texted her the other day. We were talking about hobbies and um, how what prevents a lot of us from attempting a new hobby is feeling like it needs to be perfect. A lot of people will not call themselves a runner because they're not that perfect runner. They, they don't, quote, have a runner's body. They're not an Olympic athlete. They don't look like someone who would be on the cover of Runner's World. Right. We're like, oh, that's for them. That's not for me. And that prevents us from moving forward. Um, So anyways, I texted her to this article and we were just kind of like laughing about what had happened this past summer and how her allowing herself to have that imperfect pot got her going. Um, And she said, "Um, I just had a contractor come out yesterday and help me figure out where to place two raised garden beds in my backyard. I've been putting this off for seven years because I was scared it wouldn't be good enough or I'd fail. 
Um, I'm going to grow cucumbers, squash, cantaloupes, tomatoes, peppers, strawberries, blackberries this spring. I'm going to start crying. Um, I'm so excited. We're also talking about getting a second tower garden. So like, nah, <laughs> but like, that's where she was like, okay, cool. This is life. The thought of doing a garden was put off for seven years. Like this girl needs, like she needs, this is her calling. This is her passion. Um, it can't, it's not her source of income, but like, this is who she's meant to be. And we, we've talked about like, cool, you have like your job that is your source of income. And this can be the thing that you do for passion. This is the thing that you do for pleasure. Um, but her going there, that like, that was panic zone for seven years. Right. Um, but her just making that little step, that one little pot, it grew into this, um, so excited for her. And so that's the thing I'm going to talk about it today, but that imperfect action, getting in that imperfect rep and then figuring things out as you go. Um, the book, Atomic Habits. I love if you have this book, you can flip to 162 and 163. And he says, even when you know you should start small, it's easy to start too big. And then you end up trying to do too much too soon. So had she started into that big giant thing, it probably would have fallen apart. It probably would not have been just something that she could keep up with. Um, And on 163, James Clear says, a new habit should not feel like a challenge. It actually should be pretty simple. It should be pretty easy. Just gently, gently moving along in life, not doing this giant leap out of your comfort zone. And he says, the point is to master the habit of showing up. A habit habit must be established before it is improved. Um, Do the easy thing on a consistent basis standardize before you optimize. So even if you look at like what I've been doing with the videos in the podcast, right? The first video um, was a Facebook live and there's been, there've been some Facebook lives where it was like, oh gosh, that was blurry. You can't even see anything. Or like the sound quality was not the best. That was my imperfect action to get myself to show up. Um, I have, you know, in my head, like, oh yeah, I need to get like this light and I need to get like, like a $300 microphone. I need to right. well, Hey, that's like been in the works in my head and has not happened. That has not happened. So instead of me jumping to this big grand plan, which just, uh, freezes me, puts me in my panic zone where I freeze and I don't do anything at all. What if I just show up and make the habit of showing up? Right. And so these episodes, these videos have been imperfect. They're not perfect. I don't know that they ever will be, but it got me going. Right. And they're getting better, getting better at talking, um, getting better at, uh, creating these, but the habit of showing up is the imperfect thing. Show up and let go of that thought of this isn't good enough. And you're going to hear people that tell you, oh, that's not good enough. Oh, it should be better. You need to, hey, actually, I'm just working on showing up. I'm working on the habit of showing up. So many people let their ego that like, it's not good enough. It's not good enough, right? So they want to spew that onto what you are doing. So you have to remind yourself, you have to be that person that stands up for yourself. And it's like, actually, (laughs) I am just working on the habit of showing up. I am going to optimize as I go. Okay, so motivation worksheet. This worksheet, um, I use it with clients. I use it with myself. It's my favorite (laughs) motivation worksheet. Uh, Motivation is not... The stickers and the the pizzas as rewards. Motivation is not um, uh, jumping up and down excited. Motivation, start thinking about it in the terms of pain and pleasure. My client Hannah, she was kind of, she was sick of the pain 
of not having a hobby of like not feeling super excited day to day during the pandemic. She wanted to start feeling excited to, you know, have some passion, be excited about something that she's creating aspirational identity. She wanted to be an urban farmer and a gardener, um, given the option to do something or not do something, but an urban gardener, farmer person, they, uh, they plant stuff and they tend to it, they care for it, they water it, they look at it, they nurture it, right? Um, and so the steps for her doing this, like we actually wrote this out at one point was like, get pot, put soil in pot, put seeds. That's how, when, when you're starting out this part here, like James Clear said that, it needs to not be a challenge. This needs to be easy, your steps. Be, be very clear, be explicitly clear so that there's no questioning what you're supposed to do. Um, your old self is going to try to sabotage it. Oh, that's not good enough. It should be better. Or mm, you don't really have to do that. It's not that big of a deal. So your aspirational self, the person you are working on being has to remind old self, actually, this is important. Actually, I am going to do this. Actually, this is good enough. I know that this is imperfect. That's okay. Uh, I'm an imperfect human on this planet. Um, and it's okay that I'm trying something that's kind of mediocre and it's not perfect when I started. It's actually okay. If it's okay for five-year-olds starting in kindergarten, um, it's also okay for me. Um, and then I have um, on my motivation worksheet, the 365 habit tracker. I don't think that that's something that Hannah needed to use. Um, but just like noticing like, okay, I'm showing up and reminding yourself, um, Hey, I'm showing up I'm doing the thing. So that's another thing too, is like reminding yourself, changing that self-talk. Hey, I'm doing the thing. I'm not pushing it off for seven years later. I'm doing the thing. So even now, as I'm creating these things, it's like, Hey, Jacqueline, you're showing up, you're doing the thing. You're moving things along. Um, it doesn't sound or look exactly how you want it to look, but it's getting better. So great job. Keep showing up. So that's you want to keep reminding yourself to show up. You want to keep the self-talk positive um, so that you keep showing up. You actually keep doing the thing. If the self-talk turns negative and it's like, you're not, it's not good enough, it's not good enough, um, you're not going to show up. <laughs> you're not going to do the thing. Okay, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go through the motivation worksheet and I'm going to do a couple examples. And then I'm going to remind you at the end, but if you have something that you are struggling with when it comes to motivation, definitely uh, click the comments or send me an email at coachjacqueline.com and I will run through an example for you. Um, and if you email me, we can actually do a quick little coaching the email so that we get you to do the thing. So right, motivation, I want to get you to do the thing so that you get a rep, you get a vote in for being the person. Okay, so let's talk about um, eating healthy. Eating healthy is a big one, you know, not just for the sake of weight, um, but just, I mean, feeling healthy, feeling good in your body. So let's start with the pain. Like, you know, the pain of not eating healthy. I am so sick and tired of feeling lethargic. Um, I'm sick and tired of my stomach hurting from the food I've been eating. I'm sick and tired of my skin hurting, um, just not being able to move around in my body. You know, that's the pain. I am so sick of that pain. And I know that I'm deserving of having life that doesn't have all of that physical pain. And then like that heavy emotional pain. Um, I don't want that for myself anymore. It's, I'm done with it. It's so, it's heavy. It's a lot of weight. It's a lot of physical weight. And it's a lot of just mental weight, emotional weight to carry on pleasure. I would like to start feeling, so this is kind of the opposite. Like I'm sick of blah. I'd like to feel, you know, good, good, not gross. I'd like to feel energized. I'd like to feel good around food. 
Um, I'd like to trust myself around food. I'd like to, I'd like my body to not hurt. So I guess the opposite, I'd like my body to be able to move with ease. I'd like my body to just feel normal. I'd like pain to not even be something on my head, in my head, but just, I would just like to feel normal and be able to move through my day and move with food and move with my body with ease. It just not be an issue. It'd be a non-issue, right? Okay. Aspirational identity. This is where, uh, I mean, all of these, but like you have to take on the aspirational identity. You have to take on the identity of being a healthy eater. If you do something like, cool, I'm going to track calories for, um, or, uh, I don't know, I'm going to track calories. Then it's like, great. If you are going to track calories, now you are a calorie tracker. That's, that is your identity, a calorie tracker. You're always going to have to track calories. If you want to be a healthy eater, that's something that we can work with. That's going to work on a long-term, um, long-term scale. I like to be someone who's a healthy eater, the habit. Okay. When given the option to do or not do this thing, what does a healthy eater do? Okay, cool. You know, I'm about to go to lunch. I have the option. We have uh, a frozen pizza or we have a salad. What would a healthy eater do? Okay, cool. You know, let me, a healthy eater, because they, they want to feel energized and happy and good and they're sick of feeling blah, the healthy eater is going to choose the salad. Now, it's not a boring salad. It's a salad with protein. They're going to have a lot of water. They're going to make the salad fun, right? Right? Cool. So that is the habit that that person is going to do. Explicit steps. Like, I'm not joking. You know, I told you about the example with the, the pot and the, the soil. Explicit steps. Go to fridge open fridge, make salad on plates, put plants, protein, a little processed fun food, plenty of water, put it on a plate, sit down and eat it. Those would be the explicitly clear steps. If you don't have this, if it's like, um, if you don't write this and you're like, oh, I'd like to be a healthy eater and you arrive to lunch or you arrive to dinner and you're like, what should I eat? If it's not explicitly clear in your head what you're going to eat, you're not going to follow through with it. If it's like, oh, you know, you're not going to follow through with it. You need explicitly clear directions on what you're supposed to do. Um, old self is going to try to say, that's okay. Just eat the pizza. Aspirational self has to remind old self. Actually, no, we want to feel energized. We're sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. We're sick and tired of feeling blah. We want to feel good, not gross. We're going to make the salad. Great. Wonderful. Um, at the end of the meal, congratulate self. If you want to use a 365 track, 365 habit tracker, color it in, but like build up, build up that self-talk. That's the reward you got. You get, you wanted to avoid the pain. You wanted to move closer to the pleasure. Hit that. Great. You did that thing. You said you wanted to feel good during this meal. Hey, look, you feel good at the end of this meal. Great job. If you messed up and you're like, oh, I feel gross at the end of this meal. That's your time. You're like, oh yeah, that's why I said I was going to do this thing. Uh, that's why I said I was going to eat healthy. Um, uh, and then, and then you can use this worksheet, but I, I highly recommend like actually write this stuff out. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to post a picture of this in the show links as well. Um, click on the episode webpage so that you can see it. Or you can go to my Instagram so that you can see it. Um, I do think that when we want behavior change, it's not just going to happen. It's not just going to appear out of nowhere. It does take um, intentional attention. I think I've said that before, intentional attention. It's not just going to magically happen unless you intentionally focus on it. It's just not. If you've gone 
two decades, three decades, four decades, blah. It's not just going to magically happen. Um, let's do one more example. And that is, um, excuse me, I'm, um, a morning person. <laughs> I am so sick and tired of feeling rushed in the morning. I'm so sick and tired of feeling overwhelmed with the news. I wake up and I, you know, the first thing I do is turn on the news and then I waste a lot of time. I'm sick of feeling blah. I'd like to start feeling, you know, good in the morning. I'd like to start feeling accomplished. I'd like to start feeling relaxed. Okay. Aspirational identity. I want to be a morning person. I want to be like a pleasantly happy morning person, joyful. Okay, when given the option to do or not do, what does this person do in the morning? Okay, when the alarm goes off, they wake up, they don't touch their phone, they do something for themselves, self-care, explicit steps, like actually writing that out. Cool, cool. Step one, wake up. Step two, um, you know, go drink water. Step three, sit down to write or sit down to read. Old self is going to say, ah, that's okay, just go on your phone. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, aspirational self needs to remind old self, actually, this is a big deal. Um, our, our, our lives are lived day by day. Every little action that we take, it's like, I mean, James Clear, it's a vote. Are you being this person? Or are you being this person? Um, you don't need to be perfect in order to like start skewing towards that person that you want to be. But every time that you do show up, every time that you get a rep in, every time that you get a vote in, um, it's a vote for that other person that you want to be. And then remind yourself, hey, great great job. Hey, it's really great that you did this for yourself this morning. It's really great that you're showing up. It's really great. It's really great that you're a healthy eater. I'm so proud of you. Um, it's really great that you're building this urban farm. That's really great that you're doing this thing for yourself. You're working on a hobby. Um, this stuff, you won't have to do this forever. Okay. I want to say that going through this worksheet, going through all of these things, I can understand if you're like, oh man, I'm going to have to do this for the rest of my life. That sounds labor intensive. That sounds really tedious. No, you do this until it becomes just who you are. This is a tool. This is scaffolding um, for this to help make this transition of like, cool, I want to be this person. I'm going to keep doing this until I am that person. How many reps is it going to take? I mean, that's a good question. It's going to take however long it takes. It just is. It's going to take however long it takes until this is just who you are. It's like, think about teaching a five-year-old to tie their shoe. How many how many times do I have to have them practice tying their shoe until they know? I don't know. We can't say like, oh, it'll happen in 21 days. No, we don't know. I don't know. It's, it, it takes however long it takes. Um, and don't, don't worry. Don't feel, I mean, that's the, our ego thinking like this is taking too long. Um, you know, it's worked for other people faster. We don't know. We don't know what's going on in their heads or in their lives. It takes however long it takes. And that's just it. You're living your life. You're living your journey. Um, we don't have to compare ourselves to everyone else out there who's trying to figure out their lives. So today we went over eating healthy. We went over being a morning person. We went over being an urban farmer. Um Use this worksheet. Again, I'm going to post a picture of it in the show links if you're listening to the podcast. And then let me know, what are you struggling with when it comes to motivation? Are you struggling with exercise? Are you struggling with running? It's cold outside and you're struggling with running. What is that thing that you're struggling with that you want motivation? You would like, oh, I would really like to be that person. I would really like to be doing that thing, but I'm, I'm just struggling. It's not, I don't know what to do. Um, let me know in this uh 
show notes in the comments, or you can send me an email at coachjacqueline at jacquelinericchio.com. Take care. I will see you in the next one. Bye.